2: By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put JLo on top.
0: To learn more about short term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan.
3: It's pretty quiet.
0: Oh, you gotta play Aretha for me. I
3: don't know if you know it's Frank, but Aretha Franklin is dying.
4: I had heard she wasn't doing well. I didn't know that that was. Yeah,
3: like it's like imminent, yeah. And her death
0: is imminent, and I adore her. Yeah. I love
4: Aretha Franklin. Well, you can still love her. The great thing I is, know. she's oh, right. uh, recording quite a bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: That's true. Not at my house, they don't. Actually, I used to have friends over. Like we'd have a party or whatever, and about half my 45s would go missing. I'm like, well, yeah, it's great. Nice <laughs> 45. <family." laughs> we used to they play 40 Beach Boys 45. <laughs> Beach Boys 45.
4: Exactly. Some of the stuff we had, we had the my, my grandpa had stuff that we had listened to, like the Battle of Waterloo. Oh <laughs> yeah, Waterloo, <laughs> oh, Homer and Jethro, man. I Is that, a, Homer and that Jethro? was Homer and Jethro. <laughs> yeah. What
5: are
2: you? <laughs> oh that's man, we're Waterly. losing so many of your
4: listeners right now. <laughs> we that was what? Hee Haw? Were they on Hee Haw? Uh, I don't know what they were on. I, yeah, I just remember because they sung the Beverly Hillbillies theme. Oh, uh, so, yeah. a story about a man and my,
0: named Jay. And, yeah. A poor mountaineer. Better get the family I paid. think
4: it's great, by the way, that you guys have this, uh... Brandon, uh, oh, we, got, we got Hillary and Trump right there looking at you too. No, that
6: I can't believe they made the move. They,
0: they actually usually made the move. they usually point Jesus at me because they think I need oh, him the most.
4: Oh, I, I didn't know that was Jesus. Oh, you actually thought that was Brandon? I actually thought it was Brandon, Brandon
7: from
4: <laughs> Ashby. Yeah. Uh, you can you. A lot can of people get bobbleheads and stuff. <laughs> like you don't have Lewis Lee in here somewhere? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Lewis Lee's in here somewhere.
0: He, Lewis Lee's all. Oh.
6: Yeah. Here I am We have a Louis Anderson bobblehead somewhere
0: He yeah, said it's a collector's it. item No, My, my mother remember, had
6: one Yeah, he gave one to her and I think he gave one to the kids I think we still have it somewhere I mentioned it to him, I said, "We're." I was cleaning out a closet I found your bobblehead, he said That's a collector's item
0: That's <laughs> am <laughs> not no, getting rid of it <laughs> That's not,
6: yeah, that's not his, his mom right there saying that My
0: right? mother, honest to God, had about What, 50 statues of angels She's a Ardent Roman Catholic. My mother was as Roman Catholic as they get, right? Yes.
6: So she, she had like lot. 50
0: angel statues. She had a little
6: altar, yeah, with angels. And the great
0: part of is she had Louis Anderson, who gave her a bobblehead, <laughs> and Tim Pawlenty, who gave her a, a bobblehead. But because he was Republican, she would have never voted for him. She only voted Democrat. So she had his bobblehead, but she wouldn't vote for him.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, she's nonpartisan that way.
0: Yeah, she was really nonpartisan. There's no question (laughs) about that. There's no getting around that. Frank Caliendo in studio, ladies and gentlemen. So you're at at ACME. Man, you're doing a lot of shit.
4: Well, yeah, the shows tonight and tomorrow are sold out. And then next week or two weeks from now, I'm coming back. Uh, and then the Tuesday night's already sold out, and then we put one final show on sale for the Monday. So Monday, the twenty seventh. Yeah. The twenty seventh has like a hundred tickets left. Yeah, maybe. So uh, yeah, hurry, hurry, hurry! Yeah, that mm-hmm. one's uh, you gotta like, get them if, now if you if you want. Mm-hmm. So do I get to be Donald Rickles here? Yeah.
0: It's Frank Caliendo. I'm popular. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, the thing. Of, uh, Don Rickles too. The thing about uh, him, it, breathe out on the punchline too. I'm popular. <laughs> <laughs> because you always knew that would uh, that would signify that that was the point for you to laugh. I, I watched I watched that especially in like late night hosts. I don't see it as much anymore. But all the way even da- back to Jack Parr, um, Carson. Letterman, they all had this tip. Uh, Bill uh, Bill Maher does it as well. Step forward
3: and punchline. Well, you so uh, formulaic on uh, that kind of thing now. They all have a very strict formula because they figured out. The minimum amount of time between laughs, basically.
4: Right. Well, it's a tell. I mean, too, like in poker, it would be a tell, yeah. but you you want the tell in comedy because you're. T- J- Leno would bobble the head he when it was it. time. Yeah. So it's just, it's interesting to watch those uh,
3: things that people do. And well, then- Leno was actually, you know, good. That's the, <laughs> That's the difference. That's
4: hey, the difference. Hey what's your opinion, Andy? What's your opinion?
8: I think Johnny Carson had the best delivery when it came to punchlines. You could tell when it was coming because he'd kind of turn his head back and forth, and oh, yeah. have his hands well, in you, his pockets. You and... rooted for
4: him to bomb. You wanted it to not go well. You'd, I'd rather see a Johnny Carson joke that didn't work and see him try and work his way out of it. Oh, mm-hmm. phenomenal! I don't see that. I don't see that in. And I don't watch much late night TV but it seems like all the jokes are designed to work now right. mm-hmm. and his is yeah, true as much as they probably wanted them to work I really didn't want them to just to see him you know do yeah. the, do <laughs> yeah, he do that the chicken lot. head Bob thing <laughs> and do you, do you do much late night television I haven't done any for a while I haven't had anything to promote and I don't really I didn't really want to do any stand up right so. Uh, but
6: here you are doing it.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm working <laughs> – see, that I'm working on something completely new, though. Oh. Like the, well. the the idea behind the show is to tell more stories. If I'm going to do an impression, it's going to be mostly the story about the person meeting the person, less right. observations okay, and more stuff about my family. So okay. I started to – I was worried about it at first, too, because – I, I've hidden behind these characters the whole time and made the observations. It's always been very logical stuff that I've thought about. And when you're trying to bury your soul, and then I was, it wasn't only really worried about telling the stuff. I was worried about my wife finding out the stuff I was talking about wow.
7: and hearing, oh, yeah. you know,
4: her. And then I, and I don't really look at Facebook much, but I eventually looked at her Facebook page and realized she's telling everybody everything anyway. She's, she's, <laughs> she's telling her, she's telling stuff, but turns out I'm pretty big uh, jackass is what I am. I'm finding this out. I wonder uh, if
0: anybody else does that. I
6: don't call you jackass. I looked at her the other day,
0: and she got this crabby look on her face, and I said, what's that, your crabby look? She goes, no, it's your it's my your sad and pathetic look.
4: <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you so I, I look to Facebook now to see what my wife is actually feeling. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't talk Here to me. Go. She's realized I'm a waste of her time. I don't give her likes right. or comments. Right. I don't listen any of that yeah. stuff. So she goes apparently right to Facebook, and makes those. And I, I tell her this is stuff i'm working on for the actor i say don't please don't talk about me now i don't care if you talk about me being an idiot or whatever but don't tell people where i am or show pictures of where we are because yeah yeah i agree i like to be able to lie and tell people there's (laughs) a lot of times where i just don't want people to know where i am because i told them yeah, i can't be there because i have to be at this thing Uh, for my kids Don't show them us at <laughs> yeah, a, a concert or something. Right. Because now they know how much of
3: a liar I am. But you and maybe you went there for your kids. Brought yeah, them along. Yeah, maybe your kids are big fans of... The you know. opera? Yeah, exactly.
7: Yeah, <laughs>
3: yes, Daddy, I want to see the opera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I it's, did. It's, uh, you did? I love opera. But as a kid? Oh, yeah. I couldn't wait
0: to see opera for my first time. Really? Really? I those two voices, those magnificent voices. It was just, it, it was overwhelming.
4: To so see. you, that's interesting to me because you're a dope, Tom. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Because <laughs> as a kid, a dope to dope. see, I didn't even have an appreciation for music until I got older. I know most people do, but to go hear music live is so different. It is, yeah. yeah. Than hearing it and to see people performing it live the 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 synchronization of the instruments, the vocal, oh, and all that is—you can't believe how much has to happen for it to sound that mm-hmm. good. It's true. When you listen to, uh, you, you know, to me growing up, uh, a CD. Uh, it, it didn't see, you know, they were just like, it was there. But yeah. to go see it happen, you're like, wow, this is truly amazing for this to be this good. And you realize how hard it is or how oh, yeah. talented somebody is to make it happen. So yeah,
0: Catherine and I were sat in the 10th row and saw Pavarotti. Mm. It was unbelievable how strong his voice was. It was like, we should probably move to the back of the auditorium. Really? Oh, my God, what a voice. So I have to tell you, on Friday. Oh, this is. I, I got away from your tease. No, no. You could do whatever you wanted. You oh, yeah. I Me for what, like 30 years now? You can do whatever uh, right, you wanted. right. yeah. Um,
6: up to a point. Up to a point. <laughs>
0: on Friday, I was in. Uh, Catherine and I were in Chicago Thursday, Friday, and Saturday because I was appearing in this uh, panel for radio, morning radio people. And your name came up. And man, people love you.
4: Oh yeah, I mean it's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who were the people wait, that were talking? To be gracious, Tom Griswold from Bob and Tom.
4: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He loves you. Uh, they all- have me going out to it. They want me to. Go- I think I'm going to be able to do it. There's a Broadcasting Association thing in uh, NAB. Yeah, yeah, in Orlando. That's going on yeah, out there? Yeah, they, they said you were already coming, so... Uh, well, we I believe me? I am. I, I just, I, the, the reason that I, I didn't know if I was or not was because there are some TV stuff that I have that uh-huh. might happen, so I just have to keep it open a little bit. But, yeah, the plan is to go on out there.
0: Yeah, so it was Tom Griswold, Steve Dahl from WLS in Chicago. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, Paul Castronovo from Miami. Yeah, you know, yeah. Paul's an old friend. Oh, yeah. Him. Oh my God, a fight almost broke out between Steve Dahl and Paul Castronovo. <laughs> because Castronovo was, apparently, he was on the Steve Dahl show because we all go on each other's shows and whatever. There, there are only five guys in the country that have been on mornings for over 30 years. Really? And we were all there. Well, Brother Weeze wasn't there from Rochester.
4: I don't know who Brother Weeze oh, is. Oh, you'd
0: like him. He's crazier than hell, but you'd like him. <laughs> this is Rochester, guy, New York or Minnesota? New York. Okay. Uh, Then the other guy was Lamont from Lamont and Tonelli in San Francisco. Sure, yeah, yeah. Great guys. Every one of just nicest guys in the world. And your name came up. Lamont still has, I don't know what his accent is. It's Canadian. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a Canadian accent. Oh,
4: okay. Mm
0: -hmm. What a nice man. All of them really nice people. Yeah. Right? So up there and your name came up. Man, they just, they admire that. And Tom Griswold actually talked about what you just talked about now, that you're, you're kind of Turning into a different, what what you really want to
4: do. Not that you, before you did. No, I didn't. I, I don't think I did. It was really what I wanted to do. It was more of a puppet show type of thing where I was yeah. going up there and putting on a show. Really good, though. But what I'm trying to do, you're right, again, I'm glad I can compliment both of us on that. Exactly, absolutely. But what I'm trying to do is speak, I I went to these acting classes, I started learning about acting, and all acting comes from trying to to find truth and speak from truth. And most of my act comes from... I guess, truth, but observational truth, not from internal truth and where am I coming from on it. So when I started doing that, I started to get really bored with my act and what I was doing with the impressions. And I was like, okay, can I find something to talk about that I care about in terms of those impressions and then find out what to talk about in my life? And the point of view I'm finding is, and and I'm still developing it, because once you find that point of view as a comic you can talk from it and make a lot of stuff funny. I mean, how easy yeah. is it for Lewis Black to just make something funny? I mean, That's he can talk. Yeah. I've always uh, uh, admired people who could just go out and take a normal everyday situation and then turn it into something on stage. I couldn't do that. Because people were just waiting for the impression thing to oh, happen. you could do it, but they expected something. Else. I didn't know how to do it. I really didn't. Really? Yeah, because a lot of my act is formulaic, and I could come on and do, you know, I could come on and do the Charles Barkley stuff and just yeah. do, 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 improvise from there. Yeah, <laughs> smiling up no, his that's,
5: well, that's what I
9: grew up on was the turducken and Charles Barkley. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that's all I really care yes. about yes. when you
4: hear. But Barkley's one of the people that I cite. <laughs> In this, I I might have talked to you about this before, but he, what what he did, and I talk about this in my act as well, what Charles Barkley did was years ago as an NBA player, went out and said, I am not a role model. And then he went out there and proved it constantly. (laughs) And it was that repetition of proving it over and over and over that built him to be Teflon in that situation. Mm -hmm. He could say... Basically, because I believe this. I don't think he's an instigator. There are people out there, I think, that are yeah, instigators. Saying. He's not. He just says what he really believes and doesn't care what backlash you're going to give him. So another person that I've learned that's, that's like that, too, is uh, I don't know if you ever watch him, but Jason Whitlock. And a lot of people hate Jason Whitlock. Why do they hate him? Uh, because he, he says a lot of things... That uh, he's, he's, he's African-American, and he will go against, like, the mainstream thinking of, like, he'll talk about kneeling uh, for the National Anthem on the other side of it, mm-hmm. uh, and people will come after him. And I've watched him with uh, some other people that were very adamantly pro-kneeling in the National Anthem, and they actually, they didn't fight. They just talked, and that's what I thought was great about Jason. And I like him, and I like Colin Cowherd in their show. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, speak for yourself. Right. But with, but going back to Barkley, Barkley does this amazingly well. Um, and he went on TV uh, a few months ago. Golden State Warriors have a player named Draymond Green. Everybody hates Draymond Green. Nobody really says that in the broadcasting world. Right. But Charles Barkley comes on, truthful, from what he's really thinking, and says, I want to punch Draymond Green in the face. <laughs> and that's even cleaning it up. I think I can say this. He's like, I want to punch Draymond Green's ass in the face. which <laughs> I'm not even sure if that's anatomically possible, that's what, the, face. what the ass-face punch right. is. You know, is that is that like the? It's uh, a hell of an Like, is that like the <laughs> crotch neck chop? I, I don't know. So, uh, can we take it,
0: a, a very, like a two minute
4: break here? And uh, come back I, yeah, and right after. Can I do this because I want to? No, it, you're out. I'm done. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> well, I just want to finish because his apology. What was what I really liked? His apology was even better yep. because you know they it made was, him right. apologize, yep. and he said something he could live with, which is what made me love him even more. He's like, I apologize for Draymond. For, I apologize for. Recognizing Draymond Green has such a punchable face. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an apology. That's a cheat code, right? That's up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. Yeah. You got an extra lives. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal.
0: Thank you. Welcome back to the Tevin Pittman Show. Tevin, yep. what you got for us today?
9: You know, today we got guest Frank Caliendo coming on the show. He's going to be at Acme uh, today, tomorrow. Coming back August twenty seventh, twenty eighth. So it should be a good hour. We got going. Listen to you, Big Shot. He <laughs> now
0: he's taking over the hosting of him the acting show. Acting like he knows
6: what he's Unbelievable.
0: doing.
9: Unbelievable. I'll do all right.
6: We're grooming him to take over I'm the still, whole thing.
0: I still show my, that that Father's Day card to everybody. I want you to know that. Oh yeah, that I, meant I, a lot I, to me, man. It really did.
6: Look at him—he's going to tear up.
0: Father, I know. Tim I will cry. Tevin sent me a, a card on Father's Day from your black son.
9: <laughs> <laughs> sweet. Why'd you do that? <laughs> I don't know my father, so I figure somebody's got to get the card. Uh-huh. So I don't know.
0: Oh, so I was just kind of a
4: fill-in for no reason.
6: He only sent That's out great. five.
9: That's right, okay. I sent out five. <laughs> it's more like a question
4: at that point. Like, are you? <laughs> what you should have done is te- you should have taken the T P and then put a- another hump on the bottom and made it T-B uh, next year. Yeah, that, that'll be good. next year. Yeah, that'll happen. T B T B T B squared. That'll be the next thing that happens. But
0: I honestly, I, I wanted you to know that, that 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 the panel talked a lot about you and and Griswold went on and on and on, and he talked about your your kind of development of what you you're you're wanting to do now, and he was. He was very complimentary, I will tell you that.
4: Well, there's a weird thing, too, with that show. I was always very stiff on that show, stiffer than I have been. This is one of the shows where I've always felt, uh, your show, where I could always come in and just talk more. I don't think I did that at the beginning. But it was, you're one of the shows where you would talk to me and get that. I did a lot of bits on Bob I always felt like it was yeah, doing bit, the time and time, show, time. and yeah. But the, he was very right on the money on this, too. When other guests would talk, I would clam up quite a bit. And part of it was I didn't want to jump on their stuff. But other things were I didn't have anything to say in terms of coming from my own mind. I was coming always from the impressions, and I was like, eh, I don't want to just do these same impressions over and over. So I would kind of check out a little bit when other people were talking, and that's one of the things he's brought up to me lately. He said, well, you're really going with the show more. I'm like, well, that's why I'm in here. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not in here just to try and sell tickets. Right. I'm also in here to try and develop. Because for me, and because I think radio is a very different world than stand-up comedy yeah it is because you bounce things off of people um it's group think it's mm-hmm. finishing other people's sentences and it's sometimes getting into a battle and it's it's a lot of different things stand-up it's just going through your thoughts all the time you might argue with yourself a little yeah. bit but there's not a lot of give and take mm-hmm. and um Doing that on the radio has given me more and t- the chance to listen. I think it's helping me with acting, too, is to just listen to what people have to say, take it in and try and figure that out and how to. So, for, for example, when I throw out uh, uh, lines that eventually I think will become a bit with you guys, if it's not going somewhere, you might throw it somewhere else. Or you might help me – you might jar something that goes, oh, wait, this has to go this way. So I almost use radio as a way – as a springboard to figure out bits. Not that yeah, people are always – sometimes people are coming up with a line and say, hey, can I use that in the bit? That would be perfect. Then usually people are like, yeah. And then the other thing is that sometimes it just goes – makes me go, oh, I was only thinking in one tunnel there. There's a lot of different ways to go. So it that's that's where I've been using this stuff is that, and it's opened up my – brain more. I was just doing, when I was on stage doing stand-up, I was just doing the same stuff over and over and over, and it was just working so oh, well. I didn't see that. I didn't see that at all. Well, When was the last time you saw me, though? I mean, there were little bits of changes, but there weren't a ton. Right now, even though there's a few, when I get into the voice stuff, there's there's probably I, I forgot to do, I was in Omaha last night. I forgot to do in the main part of the show, because at the end I asked people if they want me to do something in person. I forgot to do Charles Barkley. I forgot to do (laughs) Al Pacino. I forgot. I didn't do any George W. Bush. I didn't do any uh, Barack Obama. No Bill Clinton. Those uh, two years ago, those were probably thirty percent of the show. Mm -hmm. You know, even talking about. But when a president isn't president anymore and hasn't been for quite a while, right? They're not. They just aren't. <clears throat> nobody cares anymore.
3: Start really? doing Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. See so
4: what yeah. so so kind of reaction really you get. I got a big Spiro Agnew.
9: <laughs>
3: do people let you hear it after the show if you don't do the impression that they,
9: uh, no, because I give do? them
4: the opportunity to, to yell it out oh, there. Okay, so uh, because I people had done that before. Yeah, I'd right. get the tweets and people like, "Why didn't you do this?" I'm like, "Just say right, something." Right. And then I'm doing full-on meet and greets after the shows. Yeah. I'm so right. it's like basically that's for that's like a lap dance for people. So they get to come out there <laughs> and they get their individual sure, moment. Sure. And uh, you know, I, I, I talked. This actually worked last night. I've never been able to make it work on stage, but I've, i I've made it work talking on the air with people. As I don't, I don't mind somebody. I, it's always cool when somebody says, "Hey, you know, they want some uh, the Madden thing or something like that." They don't even ask anymore. They just go, "Do some John Madden." Do some, yeah, that's so true, yeah. I think that's social media. It says, "Do John Madden." Yeah. <laughs> Boom. So yeah. that's where I them. <laughs> Um But it's when people people get. I always get I fall into this trap, and the trap is somebody will come up to me and say, "You know." This or that impression is really great. I love it when you do it. And I'm thinking, you love it when I do Yoda. And the, <laughs> anybody can do Yoda, but that I don't even get that out because they start doing theirs. Uh, oh, that okay. is true. oh no, you got me. Now I gotta listen to two minutes of your Yoda impression. Uh, right. That's not really that good. Yeah, but you're a nice thanks. person, but you're yeah. auditioning for me on American Impression Idol. So Well, I would tell you this. <laughs> and I'm very, very serious. And I've always said this about
0: you: nobody outworks you. No one.
4: it uh, depends on guy what guy the guy. level, what you're talking about at the, because in terms of, uh, doing press and radio and stuff like that, I, I agree with you. For the long, I did get stagnant with that for a while too. I got real lazy, but not with me. Uh, no. But I, 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 you're not everybody. I uh, thought you were going to say you're not anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, not a, I don't always say what I mean. So, yeah, exactly. I've learned that, that in acting, Precisely. too. Um, but, yeah, I, I, and now that's part of what this tour is. That's why I'm going. I'm, I am doing two nights at Acme in two different times. But most of the shows are doing one or two shows each night in a single city and then moving oh, yeah, on. Because yeah. I didn't want to look at the same back of a club. For two nights through five shows because I thought you know and I'm just gonna end up getting stagnant here What I didn't calculate in this is the traveling from each place. Yeah, yeah. and that's what takes the toll It's tough so from here. We'll go to Fairfield, Iowa. That's five. We're just gonna drive there It's five and a half hours away, Mm -hmm. so that's either gonna be two hours one night and three hours the next day uh, after do the Acme show, or just go five hours that next day. and mm-hmm. That just takes something out of you. It does. You just. You just... do
6: you just take your jet?
4: Well, because I'm working clubs. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have a jet. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would, I would, uh, I would charter you have a plane.
6: Friends that have jets. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, do? I
4: don't. I'm trying to think if I do have any. But even that, you know, a jet. When you're working clubs, the amount of money you can make. Isn't gonna make that no. work unless you did work a weekend. Like right. some of these uh-huh. some people can make a crazy I make a I can make a really good money uh, even in Hollywood money on a weekend. But sure. some people can make a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars in a wow. weekend. Not in a club but a couple of big theaters. There you know, they're people that make a million dollars a night if they do a stadium kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. you take that there and part of it was this was to get back on the road and make myself work. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that was kinda mm-hmm. getting because uh You know, when you do when you do take the cushy travel stuff, it's you know you start you don't have the stupid stuff happening to you and uh, you know like the other day I I returned a rental car and six days later uh, they're asking me uh, are you going to return it I'm like what what what?" now that's going to be a bit eventually like I I, apparently I bought a Kia Sorento (laughs) (laughs) uh, and I'm still paying on it daily Daily, at sixty bucks a day. Uh, because there was some event going on, I I'd, I'd returned it. the uh, the, the little the, the portable kiosk the the, mm-hmm. the woman had didn't work, and I was like, don't worry about it. Why would I need a receipt for a rental car? <laughs> oh, and I get that phone call. Oh. I'm like,
6: what? Damn.
4: And I didn't I didn't pick it up at the airport. This was in Indianapolis. This was to go to the Bob and Tom show, so oh, it was. Okay. I picked it up outside. I picked it up near the the hotel and the ping pong club. And uh, yeah, I got a. Pink pong club mm. I play at there. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then I dropped it off at the airport. So she must not have understood how to fig- figure that out, but I I had, a, I had a receipt from the gas station on airport grounds, like who refuels there because it's more expensive yeah, there. Yeah, right, exactly. And I returned it that day, and I'm like, don't you guys have security footage? You are at no. an airport. That'd car, that would be good. A rental car company on airport. I'm pretty sure somebody's got some footage of me pulling yeah, in. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, but they eventually they said that like five days later, we found the car. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you found the car. We found the car. That's 11 days after I turned it in. Oh, That's, God. But that's that kind of stuff only can happen if you're out there. That's true. That was one of those stories, yeah. So that was one of those stories, and one of the things that didn't even register with me years ago. I was, I was in a green room. This was the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach, California, and it was Gary Shandling, um, Jay Leno, Roseanne. And oh it was surreal. Don't bring that up in front of Ted. That's right. <laughs> still a sensitive topic.
6: <laughs> He's still hating on yeah, her Twitter was, account. Yeah. <laughs> I have
4: to hate Twitter once a day to make myself feel good. <laughs> well, yeah, she's nuts, you know, too, right? Oh, yeah. She's yeah, everybody's yeah. crazy. I mean, that's she's she's insane. And she's been diagnosed i'm not defending her here because i i don't sound like it it's you know, I, know, <laughs> I, know, I know but let me get all the way through it
7: don't don't tweet back at me yet
4: this isn't 140 characters i get the whole thing i'm not defending her because i don't know her that well i just know i listen to people who've talked around uh, uh, being around yeah. her mm-hmm. but they they the, i i this is this is kind of my point she's been diagnosed and been on tv <laughs> And said that she has multiple personalities. Yep. She's a she's certifiably yep. crazy. She yeah, might have right. a racist person inside of her that I comes do. out I to mean, tweet. You know, <laughs> 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 that one didn't get the card. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, but again, I'm not defending. I'm just saying let's find out the whole situation here right. because yeah. there are a lot of people that said she used to be the most, uh, you know, in, inclusive. Person and care about everybody. Although right. I, she was, I understand, pretty big tyrant on the set. Yeah. Um, yeah, But I don't know. I just I don't even know what I don't know what's I don't know what's real anymore. I don't know what's fake, and I think everything comes from people's different points
9: of view. Sure,
6: I, I feel like if she truly is mentally ill, then I almost feel like you kind of have to factor that in. Oh yeah, you just have to
9: give her. A I mean,
6: of a if of you're gonna yeah, years. if you're gonna say we need to be kind and generous to all people then certainly mentally ill people we need to do the same thing not that what she did was right but it just i think well that's the, pro- the problem the is
4: with social media if one of your personalities gets a hold of it you can be in a lot of trouble right, right? Yeah. like you shouldn't be you sh- you should have people around you probably that tell you stay off of this don't even have it right mm-hmm. because especially this with is, her condition. if you have multiple personalities yeah. And one of them gets, or they have their own accounts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you have uh, (laughs) have a different finger for each account, (laughs) and you have your fingers later. (laughs) You know the most
0: terrifying thing about that for me was Valerie Jarrett is the woman's name. And somebody asked her about Valerie Jarrett, and she went just like this. I thought she was white!
4: Right. Oh god, that was really frightening. Yeah. Like. Ooh. Yeah, but, but I, I, again, I don't want to defend this cuz I don't find no, no, a, I, understand. I, I just see you have to be care you have to be so careful in this world now of what you say. If you say something to a, a white person, you have to be careful that you know what the history is behind any person of color and what some kind right. of uh that somebody, I look at every tweet that I have ever that I've sent out, and I go, okay, I'm not sending out obviously a racist tweet or sexist tweet, something like that. I go, could this be seen if somebody reads this the wrong way? Mm-hmm. There isn't really there isn't a way to read Roseanne's tweets yeah. wrong. No, no. I'm not no. Saying, but if I said something that somebody said, oh no, I'm going to get backlash on this because they're going to say, are you saying a woman can't do that? Like no, yeah, I, no, I'm just, I'm thinking it. I'm not gonna say it. No, right. <laughs> I, no, but it's...
6: there we go. But, but... Why white men are out? Well, that's yeah.
4: why I love. I love to do that to my daughter. I like. I'll be like, cause she's she's twelve. She just turned twelve. Like girls can't do that, and she's like, I'll show you. Yeah. Like, I like to teach her that there's right. gonna be people that are gonna say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and she gets this feisty. I'm like, that's it. Go good You you. They can't stop you. Does you can do had, anything. Does she at
6: twelve years of age think that you're like pretty stupid? She's getting that she likes
4: me more than my son does. Okay. Um, <laughs> How old's your son? He's fourteen. He just oh, turned fourteen, uh, okay, and he doesn't that's need.
6: He started hating.
4: Me. Yeah, he doesn't need. My... <laughs> oh. Teenagers hate everything. Well, he he really does hate everything. And yeah. here's
6: the here's the thing,
4: I, I'm loving it because he when my wife says something that I believe to be ridiculous, I don't talk. But he can't stop himself, so he says everything that I'm uh, thinking, uh. and it's, I just watch him get in trouble, and secretly I'm high-fiving myself, and I tell him later, just keep doing that, buddy. That's awesome. That's great. Saying, mom got mad at me. I'm like, no, but she still loves you. She can stop loving me. She can't stop loving you. It's forever with you. Because he thinks the same way I do on a lot of this stuff, and he's just—he's a logical straightforward caveman type of guy and he's like (laughs) but every to the point where he's such a teenager he's like can you he doesn't like anything my wife does he's like can you believe this mom's doing this I'm like relax he's like yeah Uh, but does she have to breathe yes (laughs) Yes. (laughs) that's part of being a, a human that's life form they can't Wow, carbon-based being, yes, you know that. He's like, I know, but it just bothers me. <laughs> Why? Because she's alive. Yeah.
6: My, my daughter one time, I loved to sing with the radio. And we used to sing when she was little to the radio together. Right. All of a sudden, like, you know, that, that little, the hormone switch came on one day. And we're, I'm, I'm singing in the car. She says, I'm telling you this, if you ever sing again, when I'm in the car with you I might have to kill myself
7: (laughs) I I really love let's let's break down (laughs)
4: let's break down (laughs) <laughs> she didn't say she was going to she said she might, oh, yeah, have, yeah, to. Yeah, might, might have to that's the great part though <laughs> that there yeah there uh, there are some ch- there are some outs yeah. for you she's, like she's a good giving herself an out that it's not going to happen she's not I will kill myself she said uh, yeah. I, might I might have, have to. to kill yeah, myself it's that bad which is like <laughs> listen you might it, it can happen just know it's going to be on you <laughs> and if I'm alive I'm going to remember
6: it uh, it's the greatest. That's we will take a break.
0: Be right back in a couple minutes more with Frank Kellyendo right after this, Tom Bernard Show.
5: Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company.
0: And I'm Mike
1: Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner.
5: As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take
4: Raymond Autobody of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business.
5: When they were ready to expand Band, we helped them acquire a new building allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop.
2: We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come.
0: Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company.
1: Listen up, drivers. Are you doing the same thing every day, driving the same hours, making the same money? Well, stop and listen. Priority Courier Experts has a wide range of driving opportunities available right now. So if you're a professional driver or determined to become one, we can show you the benefits of partnering with Priority. Hey, Forrest, can you tell the good drivers of the Twin Cities which vehicles Priority has available in their
2: lease-to-own program? Well, I'd really like my friend Bubba to help me with this. Forest, we have dock trucks, tractor-trailer trucks, flatbed trucks, curtain-side dock trucks, flatbed Moffat trucks, Ford Transit and Transit Connect Vans trucks. Hey, Forrest, shouldn't we have a shrimp truck, Bubba? I think you're onto something there. There you have it. Every kind
1: of vehicle you could imagine all doing same day deliveries in town. Call Priority right now and we'll get you on the road. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us,
3: we deliver. Uh oh, there it goes. Buffering?
8: Yeah, my phone is acting up lately. I
3: don't know why. I am too, but I just restarted it. Yeah, I that tends to, to do help. Do that. I love this
0: song. I love Nirvana. I just do.
8: Yeah, it's a shame he's not around.
0: Well, I, you know, put a shotgun in your mouth and pull the trigger. I was going to ask, happen. whatever happened to him? <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't pay attention to music. Whatever happened to Kurt Cobain? I don't know what ever happened to him. Yeah, that's a at all. Um, again, Catherine, you made it. Catherine told a story about you. Again, this is all by coincidence. Told a story about you at the at the convention. Over the weekend she said and we talked about the fact that you you do work very hard and I I told everybody the story about how uh, the show started at 3.30 in the morning out in Las Vegas and I go down to the auditorium. uh, Again, one one of the stupidest things I've ever done. (laughs) Oh, it was phenomenal though. Stupid. It was wonderful. Dumb. So I walked down on stage and there were 5,000 people attended that show. It's amazing. But I walked down there, and there's a guy asleep in a chair. And I, go, I look at him, and I said, that's Frank. So <laughs> Frank wakes up, and I said, Frank, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I just wanted to make sure I come in and do the show, and because you had done the first couple of years.
4: And- well, I was a, I was a, that came from Letterman, right? Yeah. That, that was the year I came from Letterman. I flew back because there wasn't a flight to Vegas. So I flew to L.A. and paid for a car service to take me oh my God. to uh, Vegas, and I did it. And I remember... I remember one of the things I remember was coming back. I was so tired, and I was much heavier at the time. And I was I I was snoring so badly on the (laughs) (laughs) bus. It was Jurassic <laughs> Frank. And uh, I remember the guy behind me taps me and goes, could you please stop snoring? I'm like, I'm sorry. I was just on Letterman. I'm really on my way to being famous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so he, he, he shows up at 3 o'clock in the morning. He was on Letterman the day before, flew to Los Angeles, drove out to Las Vegas. God. You're one of the hardest. We're so Oh.
3: We're getting a call that?
0: from someone. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's another great feature about the new Skype is you can't turn the ringer off.
0: Oh, yeah. well, you can't Yay. turn it off at all. Nope. So Catherine said the following. She said, "I will never forget. We were at the Vegas airport going going back home one time, yeah. and you saw Frank walking along. You looked very tired. <laughs> You're pulling your uh, your little bag.
4: My brother was you. my brother. Was <laughs> <What>, your brother? <laughs>
0: I miss your brother, by the way.
4: Oh, that makes one of us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I said, Hey, Frank." And you didn't hear me or ignored me or whatever. And she said it was so cool, but because when you walked over and said, "Hey, Frank," he turned around. He kind of went, "Oh, thank God, it's you!" <laughs> like I don't have to do an interview. Oh, no, you called
6: out, and that you scurried fast because you thought it was going to be just somebody who wanted to. Right, you wanted kept, you to do Charles Barkley. So Tom's like Tom's like Frank. Frank, it's Tom. You turn around. Oh.
7: Yeah,
4: I know. Oh. well, one I don't know if it's uh, one I don't know. If He's
6: if, like Because
4: <laughs> a lot of times people do this thing. That's because I have really short legs. <laughs> people do this thing, but they they try to see if it's me. They'll be like Frank, huh? and it sounds enough like Frank that they don't. They think they're gonna get they
7: caught saying yet. Frank, so they're yeah. like Frank.
4: <laughs> and then if I look, they're like, "Are you um Frank?" <laughs> Uh, no, John, No, I'm not John Madden. <laughs> you're not, no, you You don't
0: even look anything like John Madden, i got to be
4: honest with you. No, yeah, but they, no that's, you people who call me John Caliendo, I've had that too. John Caliendo. Yeah, John oh, Caliendo, yeah. because they get it mixed up, John Madden, Frank yeah. Caliendo. Oh my God. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: There's a lot of weird stuff. And do you have a caller? Apparently we do. Who is it?
5: Hello. Hello. This is Tony Price calling from the road, because I wanted to meet Frank Caliendo.
0: Oh wow. see there you go. You got pulled over whether you wanted to or not.
5: You're, where are you' where are you, are you in Utah? Uh, no, I'm done with Utah. I got through that fire and uh, oh, I'm good. actually in Oregon right now, but I'll be crossing Idaho and entering Montana state.
0: Well, that's very, very good. Tony so, Price. Is so there. I've been
5: listening to you guys talk about bad travel so <laughs> Bad travel experiences. so I thought I'd just call and give you an update. and meet Frank Caliendo. I meet Frank Kelly, and no, It's nice of you to be there, Frank, when I'm not there.
4: Yeah, it's great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tony's on a gold star ride. What he's doing is riding a motorcycle across how many states? 47 states?
5: Well, I think I've hit 40 so far. 40 so far. I've um, uh, crossed 11,000 miles. You have to through a set of tires. you going to do all 50? Uh, well, as soon as Trump gets that, bridge, question. One, I'll get on it.
0: <laughs> um, but Gold Star oh, families are, are families that lost some uh, family member in combat. Right. Okay. So he's going around to all the people in oh, the United great. States of America. It's really, really a nice thing. Very cool. See, so you are have... meeting a
5: lot of heroes' families. Yep. yep. that's exactly a lot, of, right. a lot of families of our fallen heroes.
0: See, so some of the people who yeah. like you are nice people.
5: Yeah. A few. <laughs> a few. Yeah. Some. I... Were you saying that to Frank or me? No, I,
0: I said a nice person. I wasn't talking to either one of you. It was unbelievable. No, but Tony, what? So, so um, we were just talking about Frank's work ethic. He works very, very hard. It takes a lot of a lot of guts, yeah. Frank, to decide. Kind of, after all the success you've had over the years, and I still think the writer's strike screwed you royally. That was horrible. But um, to decide, you know what? I'm going to try to grow in another direction, which I think is
4: very cool. Yes and no. I mean, I was just... I, here's the other part. I want to act. Mm-hmm. And I can't go anywhere just doing impressions. They no, don't, I suppose not. It's, yeah. Everybody looks at you and they just want you... You know how many shows I've done a guest spot on where they they rewrite this, the, the, the character for that character to do voices. Really? Everything uh... I do. It's every time I do something. Oh, that I, really? And if, when people approach me to do it, they're like, well, we'll write you in, and um, we, 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 we want you to do this. And But now he's going um, to, your Larry character is going to break into Morgan Freeman. No, no, I, no. I don't want to do that. No, yeah. I understand. So that. I've said no to that about ten times. And uh, then I stopped working. And then that's you what, stopped working. So it's like they, that's what they want you to do because they want you to come in. They want to be able to promote that and use it that way. And I'm like, eh. I did the one show twice, actually, for my daughter on Disney Channel, uh, Live and Maddie. I did that one. I did Steve Byrne's show because he's a friend. Right. Um, and uh, and Hot Cleveland. That was another one because that was uh, Valerie Bertinelli. And that, uh, that whole story was... <laughs> She's so nice. Her she family is. is She is. So w- w- there's this bookstore in Phoenix. Uh, the Phoenix area called Changing Hands Bookstore. Mm-hmm. What it is is you bring your used book, you sell it back to them and then sell, they resell it and it's almost like a uh you know, like you do with with uh, school books kind of a thing you buy used books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not yep. nowhere near as expensive yep. as that. Mm-hmm. So um, my wife. There was a book signing, and Valerie Bertinelli, who lives part time in Phoenix, was doing a book signing there. We went to see it. My wife is a, also a stalker. I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> no, you. No, I've never heard. <laughs> of that so before. she's yeah. She's stalked in Nicole Smith. All kinds of stuff. It's like crazy. Um, so. Do they all end up dead?
5: Yeah, most of them do. <laughs> that's like, that's right. not, not good for
4: Val. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so I, we're walking around, and I'm I'm seeing uh, uh, there's this guy just hanging around, Valerie, and he's back behind there with the book signing. I'm thinking, well, I wonder if he's with her, the bodyguard, or what? turns out it's her husband, Tom Vitale. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, so Tom, his last name is Vitale. He's from Cleveland. Uh, my wife's name, last name is Vitali. She's originally, she's from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So uh, I started talking to the guy. Yeah. they Well, they were trying to figure out if they were. turns out they weren't. Mm. But he's like, man, you look like uh, Frank Caliendo. And I'm like, it's your lucky day. <laughs> 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 because I am Frank Caliendo. It's your what luck. do you my have best impression. to do with Valorant? My best impression is uh, uh, Frank Caliendo. He's like, no, he'd be way taller. And <laughs> so... Um, so I'm talking to him for a little bit, and like I'm like, my wife is a huge fan of Valerie, and he's like, oh, does he want to meet her? Does she want to meet him or meet her? Does she, does she want to meet her? That no, was too female. And I was like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So we ended up hanging out with them for a little bit of time and talking, and uh, I ended up becoming decent friends with them. Uh, went over to their house uh, once they'd redone their house in the Hollywood Hill. It's not actually the hills, but it's a hilly area. But here's the great mm-hmm. part. So in their in their yard, um, and 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 Valerie uh, Bertinelli and Tom uh, Vitali actually came to our house once, and I, they were not going to come. And Tom's like, "They have to." I'm like, "Oh yeah, you have to," because I just want to tell people that Valerie Burtonelli came to my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's enough. So he gets. Uh, we're si- we're sitting in the uh, in their backyard, and it's just it's me, Michelle, and Tom, and that's it because uh, Valerie's out in New York doing a show, and we're just hanging out for a little bit. He gives us a tour of the house they've redone and stuff like that. And he goes, well, that right there, he goes, that's, uh, that's Bill Shatner's house. And I'm like, you're kidding me. I'm like, this close to Shatner? That's awesome. He's like, oh, listen to this voicemail that Billy, William Shatner's Uh-oh. left me. And the Shatner message was just awesome. He goes, hi, Tom, it's Bill your neighbor. Like he's got to describe (laughs) who he is. So a couple weeks ago, actually a couple months ago now, Shatner was out doing this tour. And I'd done something on on Mike and Mike in the morning where I did a Shatner with Shatner and stuff. Mm -hmm. So he kind of knew who I was. Apparently, Tom and Val, they used to go over to Shatner's house for Sunday morning football and they would watch us do the sketches and stuff like that. So Shatner knew who I was in terms of that. But uh, so my friends interviewing William Shatner in this tour that t- he's doing on stage, and I, I said I actually know uh, your na- one of your neighbors. Uh, or I uh, this is actually I said this to to him. I said I've actually seen the back of your house and Shatner. Like what? <laughs> I'm like well, let me explain <laughs> before you think this is a Klingon infestation. I like I was I'm friends with Tom and Val. You guys know who I'm talking about. (laughs) And uh, we were sitting in their backyard and looking at your your house. And he goes, I said, Tom wanted me to say, uh, to ask you about uh, the golf cart. And just Shatner's so awesome. Shatner, I said, he wanted me to ask you about your golf cart. And this is what Shatner goes, he goes, Unbelievable, and you could tell how great of an actor he was because the entire situation you could see him relive it in his eyes Mm -hmm. just in the time he went, Unbelievable. (laughs) So it turns out they were he was driving their golf cart around, he wasn't doing it on purpose, but he was doing wheelies on the side. Like Waylon Jennings was like, The Duke boys will return right after this, you know, it's so crazy. So... That was just awesome, but spending an hour with William Shatner, I, I was something I could—I'll never forget. And then my buddy John, who it's his radio show, and he was the one who was doing it there. He's like, "Doesn't it suck?" I'm like, "What?" He goes, "This is a month later." He goes, "Cause I just want to go hang out with Bill Shatner again." I'm like,
5: "Absolutely,
4: <laughs> go hanging out." Yeah, how often do you want to just hang out with an eighty-year-old guy telling stories? That's, That's true. It was awesome, it really was. I
7: have a question
0: for you. Aren't you acting when you do voices? I mean, you're thinking
4: like them. Yes, that's acting, but there's not the acting. You actually put yourself into a lot more and use your oh, own experiences. Okay. So when you're, yeah, that makes sense. When you're acting and reacting, you take from real life stuff, and that's why. I think that people look down, like when Andy, when uh, Jim Carrey did the Andy Kaufman thing. They're like, "That's just an impression." But you watch that movie; that's yeah. not just an impression. No, you're, right. No, you're absolutely right. He is that. engulfed. The emotions, that everything mm-hmm. is there. And most of the time, it's not an. And people think very old school vaudevillian impression when they think impression. They yeah. think they yeah. think you're putting yeah. on the hat over and the just top. thinking over the top. Yeah. Uh, you know, jokey, just a line from a movie. They're not thinking you're actually interacting and trying to become that person in many ways so yeah I think there's I do think it gets uh, a bad rap in, in some of those terms but at the same time I found it's very different just the acting yeah and okay. being yourself and not putting on a voice or putting on a face to become the character it's just you and you have to act without that stuff because most people when they talk they aren't doing all this weird stuff with that, their right, face right when you react you say what? You just say what? It's the lower half of your face doing most of it. Your eyes tell you. The eyes tell the other person, but they don't show it with their eyebrows most of the time. You hear, you almost hear the thoughts that somebody has, but you don't see it on their face. Bad acting. You watch bad acting. It's somebody going, I'm thinking right now. (laughs) They're making the I'm thinking face. When you're thinking, you're just thinking. You're thinking with a blank face the times you think the most you probably have no expression at all
3: it's interesting but, because that's true, that's when true, people yeah. see a movie with what they call good acting it's not you don't think that this could be like really happening it's like it, this could just be some guy you know doing his thing and they're recording it because you know that it's acting so is that really good acting
4: right there's a there's a question of that and there's two schools of thought of who's at who's actually the better actor the person that looks like the idea is to come in and you if you watch a real if you watch real people interact you can tell they're not acting because there's nothing there's just nothing happening so you have to direct things and go a certain way and to be able to do that
3: entertainment yeah you you have to be able to entertain at
4: the same time but i read i was reading a book i can't remember which one it was about acting and there was this dog that would bark every time. Uh, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm a little mixed up on the story, but the dog essentially what it would it would bark at a certain time. Okay. And what it turned out is the dog would bark when people would stop talking like actors and start talking like regular people. <laughs> really? So the dog knew when the acting was going on. That's amazing because well. people talked in a certain way, and they yeah. realized we're not acting we're not this isn't good acting because the dog knows (laughs) that this is a show true so we have to become more like i like that yeah i mean the dog got uh,
3: uncomfortable because people were behaving strangely i don't know or was it trained to do that
4: i I, know it it just happened they couldn't figure out why the dog was barking at a certain time and it turned out that when the acting went off or the acting went on, it was one way or the other that the dog would act a very
3: different way. The dog but, is like, Why are you acting like this all of a sudden? I don't like it.
4: Right. It could not tell when people were putting on a show yeah. as opposed to when people were just really yeah. being
6: themselves. Dogs are great.
4: Yeah. <laughs> they are indeed. We will be Doggy. back with
0: our. So you, you want to stay for a bit? Yeah, I'm bit, staying. I'm staying. Huh? Wonderful. I love it's great it. having you in. Yeah, we're trying to go to commercial.
2: By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put JLo on top.
0: To learn more about short term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. I used to be able to do Cosell, but not anymore. What are you going to do? Ladies and gentlemen, Frank Caliendo in studio. Kostaki Economopolis. Quick snaps. What's happening, man?
4: <laughs> hey, hey it's great to have Kostaki on, isn't it, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> really looking forward to his quick snaps and all that he has to talk about the NFL today. At the first one of the season. This is going to be fantastic. Uh, really Really, really uh, looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Fucking- so, Kostaki, we'll get to you in a couple of seconds. I just had a story to tell you about me being born. I don't remember much of it, so I'm going to improvise uh, some moments. Suddenly, there was light. Let's go.
0: Yeah, let's go. Now we're talking. I am. Yeah. A <laughs> awesome. oh,
5: Figured God. I'd continue
4: this bit for another thirty seconds. <laughs>
5: Frank is the king of radio yes, from a comics is. perspective. Absolutely. I, this is true, Frank. I was literally talking to Louis Lee one time at Acme, uh, and I just said, like, what, give me some advice about radio. Like, what do I do to kind of pick it up with the... You know, selling tickets, and he goes, I don't know. Frank Caliendo does radio, and five minutes later, the club sold out for the week. I'm like, <laughs> oh, there you go. So he Lewis
4: be like, you that, uh, should that's learn. That's very uh, helpful.
6: He, didn't, yeah, he, he, he didn't, didn't say <laughs> Kastaki, you know headliner. <laughs>
0: Chad Daniels. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what Chad Daniels claims he said to
6: him. <laughs> yeah, that's what Chad says. Chad right.
0: Daniel, you yeah. know headliner. <laughs>
4: oh, Lewis is tough, man. <laughs> he is brutal. I love that. Oh, He's cool. also (laughs) Also, Arnold from Happy Days. He totally. (laughs) He'll tell a joke and walk away. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kostaki, we're three jokes in. Uh, The rest of us, we haven't heard from you yet. It's our fault. We know.
0: This is my Uh-oh. favorite thing of my life right now. <laughs> I really like this. So basically, Kisnaki, if you want to pick up where Frank left off, he just every named every person that hates
4: my guts. But, you know, if you got any you want to throw
0: out <laughs> there. Honestly, he
6: doesn't good. hate you. Oh, that's a fun <laughs> list. No, I, but
4: Kisnaki, like, you don't understand. It wasn't on purpose. I threw out two random <laughs> names, <laughs> Mitch Hedberg and Mark Ruffalo, at different times. And th- the first one, Tom, goes, that's the – when I said Mitch Hedberg, he's like, oh, that's the only guy that does not like me in this entire world. He did say that. And and then I said, Mark He's like, that's the other guy. <laughs> there can't be the other guy who's the only guy. Yeah, the other guy who's the only guy. And back guy. to
3: quick snaps.
0: That's exactly
5: right. Anyway, quick snaps. Quick snaps, the
4: segment that's shorter than Kostaki's name.
5: Ooh, yes, that's right. That's easy this to week do. especially. So Antonio Brown, we got to cover this story. This is a gift from the comedy gods what 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 This is the weirdest thing ever He's anxious about becoming a raider. He got cold feet. Am I right, everybody? Huh. He's got some issues. <laughs> so now, got- frostbite God, uh, from not cold. wearing the proper footwear and cryotherapy. Yes. Uh, oh, wow. When I first heard that he was visiting a foot specialist, I just assumed he was having his foot surgically removed from his mouth, but no. Uh, he's got some bigger issues. Who moves from Pittsburgh to Oakland, then gets frostbite in a heat wave? This is the weirdest story ever. He wouldn't last one day in Green Bay. People on Mount Everest are not getting frostbite. What is he doing? My feet are cold. Uh, I looked up the three stages of frostbite. One, frostnip. That's mild irritation. Then you got your superficial frostbite. That's when the skin starts to turn pale. Then you have deep frostbite. That's when you have to show your feet on hard knocks.
2: That's the very
4: serious
5: <laughs> <exterior laughs> level of frostbite. Tell you
4: what, man. I've seen them. It's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the socks next time, man?
5: Yeah, the next time oh, next podiatrist visit, he might have Gruden's foot removed from his ass. He needs to straighten this stuff out. It's crazy. Imagine the weird nursery rhymes that Brown is doing for his kids. This little piggy went to market. This little piggy rejected the franchise tag. <laughs> this little piggy forced the trade. This little piggy refused to wear his new sanctioned helmet. Oh, this little God, piggy was right. nearly amputated when Daddy fell asleep in the man freezer. he <laughs> uh, went wah, wah, wah all the way home. Uh the uh AB's missing his old helmet. I suggest therapy, not cryotherapy. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do this again. Maybe cryo a river therapy. Put on your helmet and practice for the love of god. What are you doing? Can we look forward uh, to this level I'm... of
6: jokes the whole year? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Oh. Key, okay. when
5: you come town to, down to choke, there. Catherine, that's my, that's my subconscious. You've just been added to the list of people I hate. <laughs> now it's Catherine,
0: not me. Good. I'm gonna give you a
4: wrestler C plus on that.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's right. The, it was a uh, C+, uh, the Titans and Patriots had a fight during their joint workout, to which Josh Gordon said, "Joint workout? <laughs> How did I miss that?" Ooh. J- Josh Gordon back in the NFL, reinstated this week as part of their very strict policy. 15 strikes and you're out. <laughs> the NFL very, very, very strict. Uh, big boost to the Patriots' offense with this Josh Gordon news. Finally, some good news for the New England Patriots. Thank God. That's, that's always good. How do you rank Josh Gordon in fantasy? High? Not not high in the rankings. Just high. Just <laughs> high. I put him at number 420. Uh, I was Ooh. thinking to myself, could I not do drugs for 50 million dollars? Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, yeah. which begs the question. I quickly answered. How good are these Josh Gordon drugs? Maybe by this standard, I've never tried drugs. I don't know. He's got a whole different series of decisions to make. I don't know. How does he? What? <laughs> I'm rooting for him, but this story just goes on and on and on and on. It's crazy. I think if I'm, if I'm a cornerback who's supposed to cover Gordon on Sunday, on Saturday I would be awful tempted to leave some weed and an eight ball at his hotel room door <laughs> and knock not? and run away. Just knock and run away. That's nice.
4: <laughs> Ding-dong-bong.
5: <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it.
4: Uh, oh, ding bong Andrew ditch. Luck has
5: an ankle injury now. Who uh, does? This guy gets hurt more than Mr. Bill. What's happening with him? Uh, he's harder to keep healthy than an orchid. Like, I put the ice cubes in the bottom of the thing. But didn't
8: out. <laughs> How did references. he hurt
5: his ankle while he was not playing because of a calf injury? What? Paper straws are more durable than Andrew Luck. <laughs> what happened to him? I don't know. I'm rooting for him, too. They got one of the best shots at being the Patriots. Please get healthy. Please. I, yeah, um, I, I don't know about that. I don't think anybody can beat the Patriots. I No. Speaking of that, the 2019 team win totals, as projected by Vegas, oh, the God. Patriots are atop this list at 11 wins. Ugh. Um, they're, gonna loo- they're gonna But they're going to lose
4: their first three or four games or four, you know, three of the first six, and everybody's going to say the dynasty's yep. over. That's what's been yeah. the last 10 yeah. years. Yeah, that's true. Brady's Brady's and be over. And pl- right. Plus, they're very young this year, so mm. they're going to struggle out of the gates, and then it's going to be a little bit, and then like mid-season to late-season, you're going to be like, <sighs> it's the same thing.
5: <laughs> same. They're going to win it again. That's yeah. just how it is. Right. Welcome what? to my life. What, well, I, who's your team, Frank? Who do you root for?
4: I, root, you know, I know so many players now that it's kind of. I root more for teams or for for the players mm. to do well on the teams because yeah. you get to. I've right. gotten to meet so many people that it's weird. It, even to put it on Twitter, go pack or something like that, and they're playing uh, the Saints, and Drew Brees has invited my son out to watch film and stuff. Oh. So it's like. How do you root against these people? Yeah, it's it's hard. So <laughs> right, it's right. like I, I try not to do too much, and they they actually understand. They don't care. They'll razz you, but they don't really care. J.J. Uh, Watt and all these guys. They're like, Who, "Who's your team?" And you tell them. They're like, oh, "Okay, I get it." Because like J.J. still roots for all the Wisconsin yeah, teams yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. As a uh, you know, even right. though he lives in Houston and stuff. But so, uh, but my I was I was Packers growing up, Brewers kind of Cubs, um, and. Um, I kind and I love the Timberwolves, just because. Why right. you lie? I'm Nobody a huge loves liar. The liar. It's Nobody like Mark Ruffalo asking that. Yeah. to be on again.
3: Yes, wait. Mark Ruffalo loves the Timberwolves. How about local sports team? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are great. Yeah, I
4: love that. Fill in Kist- the blank.
0: Kostaki, I got. It. I just was sent a picture by by uh, one of the people that's on this show. I got to show it to everybody here, and Andy. If there's any way you could upload it to the site, common sense, you you can't buy it. Have you seen this? Look at this.
5: No. Oh, oh yeah. yeah the, oh yeah. I've never seen. I've never seen that. What seen got that. the
7: backwards hat? and yeah, He's
5: going, going like. like oh, he's going yeah. like this to keep the sun out, <laughs> out of his eyes. Turn your hat around. Dude. Honestly, oh
8: yeah. Oh, you
6: saluting, kidding me?
8: Hello, McFly.
6: Yeah, McFly, baby. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, uh, it's going to be another great year uh, quick snaps where the Patriots will win the
5: Super Bowl. And, uh, you know. Yeah.
0: Here's Does a quick Vegas snap think for you. The
5: Patriots are the best team. But they have the Vikings at nine wins, and my Falcons are at eight and a half. Really? And I, I think the Falcons are better than eight and a half, you know. I, I don't know. They, they had injuries last year. I think they're going to beat that. But I guess that's why we watch the games. I would go to Vegas and put my money where my mouth is, but... I have a baby, Tom, so I have to stay home and put my money where my bank is. Oh, I'll be right here <laughs> yeah. rooting for the You stock. know, it was because of my
0: friendship with Kostaki and him being an Atlanta Falcons fan, when they had that huge lead in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and pissed it away, <sighs> I also got, had a chance to break up a fist fight watching the game. Remember that? Those oh, guys up yes. on the roof?
6: Yes. These oh, two yeah.
0: guys, and you could tell by looking at them, neither one of these guys. And I walked over and I said, look. Neither one of you guys has ever thrown a punch in your life until my at Yeah, by yeah. Looking they were doing the
7: I'm gonna get yeah, they, you. Oh, were they doing the, doing yeah. this the somebody yeah. Yeah.
9: <laughs> somebody hold me back? Somebody hold me back.
4: <laughs> they both had mustaches with curly ends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Middle part. Listen to you. And the only thing that reminded you of Wolverine in them was the hair part. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was
0: a real thrill defending my friend Kostaki's honor, breaking That's up a fist fight right. between I you that. I, I, I mean, that was,
5: that was my enduring memory from that night. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wish understand. I would have filmed it. Filmed still it
6: it would have been, been a YouTube sensation that little fight. God,
5: unbelievable.
7: <laughs> that that fight. game hurt <laughs> my feelings. <laughs> joke <laughs> about that night,
5: at least when you're a fa- at least when you're a Falcons fan you split your wrists, you get to die in your own team colors. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, it's not gonna work for perfect. you should probably call window. that the closer. <laughs> all right. Well it's nice of you to call back. I appreciate yes. the fact that you called back.
6: He's always very
5: Of course. Nice. I had a tiny little window and I love I love you guys and I love Frank Calindo. It's a pleasure to be on with you all again. So well, I look forward uh, to it. And- Hard to, believe soon, uh,
6: hard, to believe, hard to believe it's football season already. My God.
4: That's because it's,
0: right? it's, well, right? <laughs>
6: <pre, laughs> it's not. I know, right? Well, pre pre. because it's not. on TV. It's football season.
5: Because Stocky
0: Economopolis and Quick Snaps, we will talk to you next Monday, I am assuming.
5: Uh, actually, off one week, and then every oh, Monday Christ through Christ the Super Bowl, if you'll have me. No, no, you're so out. Forget it. Up. You miss
0: next week, you're out. <laughs> okay, that's all there's third, September
8: 2nd. He's back. Yeah. September, every week. Right,
0: September 2nd. That's right. September 2nd is Labor Day. Labor Day. So not September <laughs> Oh, yeah. 2nd. We won't Gosh. have him on Labor Day. I don't Day. think he'll be back no. on September 2nd. Well, then yeah.
8: September 9th we'll September September. Will be we'll back eventually, eventually. <laughs> yes. we'll talk to you after the super bowl well, we're just gonna change college. it to quick snaps
9: with frank Halliander. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. looking
4: forward to the 2020-21 season with kastaki <laughs> thank you so we'll
9: talk
0: we'll talk soon thanks guys i'll nice see fun. you bye one of my favorite people in the world kastaki Economopoulos. what a great guy
6: I know he's hilarious. I
0: gotta close my screen because I just got really depressed. You know that really ragged-looking guy whose wife got killed in El Paso, got shot to death. The guy with the, the scraggly ragged? hair. You know the guy oh, I'm talking about? I have no <laughs> idea who
7: you're talking.
0: About. You haven't seen him? He's he's he can tell the guy's been hitting the booze like there's no tomorrow. He oh. his wife got shot to death no. in the El Paso thing. It was just her funeral. Ugh, yeah. This guy, I mean, he looks like he, he looks like he's 200 years old. Uh. I mean, he's rough shape. So they go to the funeral. Hundreds of people showed up for the funeral because they wanted to support him. Sure. One of them stole his car. Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs>
8: God. <laughs> people <suck>. Really? <laughs>
6: he stole
0: his car from his own wife's funeral. Oh,
6: good God. Just
8: as low as, as
0: you
6: can go. Man,
4: yeah, yes.
0: I guess you better make us laugh now.
6: Cheer up. Tell
4: us a joke. Funny man. Tell us a joke. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there not that guy's car <laughs> Great. thank you you're I, welcome I,
0: did, were you listening when I almost made that Colin Kaepernick mistake this morning oh, that was so why are we boycotting close. KQRS now oh no no this was so close <laughs> what'd you do like you know mm-hmm. like if I was if I was trying to keep it clean I go yeah F-U-T-P you know mm-hmm. Well, his name is Colin Kaepernick, and I almost said F U C K. Whoa! Wow. And I, I almost said it, but it didn't come out. Thank oh, God. Wow! God. Okay.
8: <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> that would not have been good.
4: No, that would have been really <laughs> bad. Been, yeah. If somebody hears that, they put that on a tweet or something. Oh, it's be, oh yeah,
8: it's gonna be a oh, T-shirt.
0: Yeah.
4: Yep. <laughs> yeah. What's that? What's that called when you get more c- uh, negative comments than you get likes or retweets? It's Tom's Twitter page.
0: What <laughs> <laughs> it's called. No, there's uh, a Ratio?
4: ratioed. Yeah, getting oh, get ratioed. ratioed. Yeah, They uh, get more hates it... than likes. Yeah, and that would that would get because uh, the bots would be on that too. <laughs> oh yeah.
8: Oh, F u oh, yeah. dot 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 c k. That's a
0: great
4: t shirt. <laughs> I
8: love all the.
0: <Although, laughs> uh, what band was it? Was Make uh, it. Get Rick, April rich quick. Wine had a song if
9: you c k? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It wasn't that uh, Britney Spears did a song like that yeah. yeah. too? Oh If you seek Amy,
7: yeah.
9: Oh
0: Oh, we gotta take a break. Be right so back. Playful. Frank Caliendo <laughs> gets the entire rest of the show to himself, which I really like. Yeah, we're all gonna I'll leave. Right if you're back. just
8: gonna hang out. No, I here. didn't mean that. I don't mind that. <laughs> I didn't
0: mind that Talk one. We'll be right so back. Even Tom's, Tom's leaving. leaving. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate. When you list with shift, it's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift 2 sell.com. That's shift. The number two sell.com because life is expensive enough. Hey, it's Tom again from my friends at profile. Let's face it. When it comes to losing weight, most of us don't care how we get there. But once we reach our goal, we end up right where we started and gain it all back. That's what I love about profile profiles in it for the long haul. Profile knows that losing weight isn't always a straight line. There are lots of ups and downs. I'm so thankful my profile coach, Danette, is there to really keep me on track when I need it most. I cannot say enough about Profile. I tell Kelly at Profile that it's changed my life. And it can change yours, too. There's no question about that. Profile has six metro locations as well as Mankato, St. Cloud, and Rochester. Don't wait. I am telling you, I absolutely believe in Profile. That is a fact. Call today or visit ProfilePlan.com for a location near you. Visit ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. Oh, and mention promo code KQRS for a special discount. ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. Stranger Things. My Sharona. She was an interesting woman, I will tell you that. Sharona? <laughs> did you ever meet Sharona? I did not. I was working at Capitol Records at the time when this song came out and they came and there actually was a Sharona. Had the personality it of a rock. Honestly, you think, yeah, I yeah. yeah.
6: This kind of song, you never know what a Sharona might be. It could be anything. Could be anything. It's could be true. the name of, you know. I
0: thought it was like a car. A Anything. A Shavon.
6: Yes. Shavon.
0: <laughs> I doing penis humor over there. That's crazy. Uh, Frank Caliendo's with us, honey. Oh Why don't we turn
5: goodness. it over to
4: him? I'm glad I was slightly turned out for, tuned out for the break stuff.
5: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
6: Exactly. <laughs>
9: All the things I thought you were going
6: to say <laughs> not anywhere near the top of right, so Oh, that was time. hilarious. Oh, my that was God. good.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Frank and I just realized, or I just realized, I asked Frank about it, but I've known Frank for 19 years. Now. It was unbelievable it's been that long. We're still very young. That's all I know.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm 45 now, and I feel every moment of it. It's the... Uh, you know, I used to get on planes, and you get off the plane, and you'd be like, I'm ready to live. Now I get off the plane, and I'm like, I need a nap. <laughs> I, I need a the nap plane. from went, sitting yeah. and changing. Yeah. Uh, I've been
3: feeling like that since I was like 14. So. <laughs>
4: <Wow>. <laughs> well, Why do I not doubt that? <laughs> no,
0: he doesn't. That's a very good point. Yes. But 45, I mean... Rodney Dangerfield didn't even kick in until he was like sixty five.
4: Really? Yeah, he was yeah, he 65? was very he was, angry about that really? too. He was, like, yeah, he was, yeah. That he had uh that that he'd been overlooked for so long. I'd heard a lot of, lot of stories about that. He was he was jaded. Huh. It was very yeah, jaded. Absolutely and uh, was. the thing is, if you can make just do whatever, you know. Who cares, yeah, right? Yeah, what's the difference? To be at that level?
6: But he was a big deal for a long time. He was, yeah. So maybe, you know, that's about as, you know, people are are only big for, what, 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. generally? He was big for a long time. So yeah. maybe he wouldn't have made it yeah, when he was You never there.
4: know. I could have been an action
0: star. <laughs> Let me tell you, when <laughs> I was a kid, you know. I. Uh, did you ever hear did you hear Cesario's story about meeting him?
4: Uh, I'm not sure. You know
0: Cesario really yeah, well. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff Cesario's walking down the street in New York with uh, Jerry Seinfeld, and they happen upon <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield. It shows how jaded he was, by the way. So, Jerry Seinfeld says, Rodney, I want to introduce you to a fine new uh, comedian. Just got into business in town here. This is Jeff Cesario. And Rodney goes, Cesario, huh? Stick to the Tumblr. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> do sound like him.
0: You're Italian. You should be a tumbler. <laughs> okay. Stick but yeah, tum- he was an interesting guy.
4: Yeah, I, I'd never gotten the chance to meet him. So, really uh, nice it, it is weird when you. When you see when you meet people that you've been uh, watching your entire life, yeah, yeah. that it can it can go well, it can be you know in the middle, and it can be really really bad <laughs> to see behind the scenes with some people.
0: Yeah, it's, you know one thing that that is really cool though is like you know even though you were on a national TV show when I met you to watch your career you know blow up the way it did from that perspective it's really cool too though.
4: Yeah, when you see somebody, uh, you know. Ascend like that, and he's, I remember somebody saying to me, He's like, This is like watching somebody become famous, I've never seen that before. And the right. guy, but the guy also then, uh, you he, he let me let me know later that he used to date Tina Fey too. And then Tina Fey went like through the roof and everything that was a little bit later than that. So it was like she was already on Saturday Night Live, but once she started doing, uh, what's her name from Alaska. Oh, oh, yeah. Sarah Palin, Sarah Palin, Sarah Palin. Palin. then the, you know that that whole thing. That was one of the toughest moments for me too in show business. I was supposed to be the lead guest. This is a later, another story, but just it revolves around Tina Fey. I was supposed to be the lead guest on Letterman and Tina Fey became available and they bumped me down to the second guest oh, nice. and moved Tina in there which made sense she was she just started doing the Sarah Palin thing and oh, it was yeah. huge but I was like oh, this was I was really looking forward to this but the the second part of it was well, she'll bring bigger ratings than me anyway, so more people might no, be I don't around. know about that. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, she's, I mean... But oh, yeah. Letterman
0: was very political, too, and she, they agreed I think that was before,
4: though, too. That was before it's Letterman started showing as much of his cards as he did later. Oh, really? He did a little bit, but... Yeah, a little bit. It yeah. wasn't later, it became... You know, that's the way all late night TV is, though, now for yeah, the most part, except oh, for yeah. you, Fallon's yeah. away from that a little bit, a little, because I don't yeah. think that's his natural nature. Mm-hmm. But I think the branders and the everybody that's around there saying you have to do this, otherwise you're going to lose because that's who's watching at that time.
0: I suppose, yeah, I suppose it it,
4: is. Uh, That that's a function of it, I believe. It's if if it if it weren't, people wouldn't be doing it. Colbert started going that route. And then everybody else kind of followed mm-hmm. even if they didn't want to because that's what was working so much.
0: Is he funny because I don't know, you know I Colbert, yeah I watch. think he's
4: incredibly funny but it's it's hard I think because I'm a middle of the road type of person. so yeah, if somebody's yeah. not on that train, it's difficult for me to watch a lot of this stuff because I, I spent most of my career going I don't I'm trying to play it really safe right, here right because that's my own personal my own personal thing is hey you'll have your own uh, political thoughts. You're right. You're entitled to those. Right. And for me to tell you that you're completely wrong, unless it comes down to flat out racism or sexism that's that's obvious, but not something that's being called racist. That you're going to go, well, you kind of added two and two together to get the racist there. But if it's blatant racism, you know, you you see somebody do something racist, you're like, or say something racist, you're like, you know, you're. You're not getting your sticker today. That kind of but you hear somebody say something. White people
0: get stickers. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yes. No. If we but... go
8: a day without saying something racist, yeah. we get a gold
9: star. But so it's... you don't get your sticker today. <laughs>
8: not when you're in the room. I never get my sticker. So,
4: uh, but uh, I forgot where I was going with that. But it, I just know that stickers make everything. Everybody go off track on it. It was wonderful. Um. Yeah, but if somebody says something and somebody else ties it together to be like, "Well, yeah. that you said this about uh, some ethnicity, and then uh, this ethnicity yeah. also likes pizza," <laughs> you're being racist. Like, no, yeah, no. you're just adding. God. Like, that's what everybody does: is they take two, yeah. they'll take two different arguments that that have a couple things going on in them and make them as though they're one argument. Yeah. And that's when it, you're going, no, you can't. It's like it's also this: it's perspective. I always say to people, politics is a lot of this too. When I say you're over there and you would say, no, I'm over here. Right. Well, we're both right.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And
4: people are just looking at it from different ways. And again, that goes out the window when it's you know blatant. And there are people who are blatantly racist and sexist and stuff like that out there. But there's also humor that can be done. Like I talked about this on the podcast that I do with with some people, Eric Griffin and uh, Ryan Davis as well. It was like, listen, what's your tone? What's, what is, are you trying to say a group of people is lesser than you? If you are, then I have some issues, but if you're saying it in jest because there's some generalizations that we all kind of know and you're not doing it to try and downgrade somebody, that's, that can be a way of saying, Hey, we're different. And that's what makes it great that we're your culture does this and mine does this. Oh my gosh, we're both ridiculous. And that's, that's, but people won't do that anymore. It's, it's got a lot to do with uh, Twitter. Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. Social <laughs> oh, yeah. media. Oh, yeah. yeah. Social media is just Definitely, brutal. It is.
0: I got to be honest with you. I, I don't know if Richard Pryor would have a career today. Because, I mean, mm. one of my favorite things that he said, and I just thought it was hilarious because of the way he, he stated it, he was talking to a guy. He was playing a guy who was drinking. I don't know. It wasn't Mudbone. Maybe it was Mudbone. But he was talking about uh, Jesus. He said, yeah, boy, I know Jesus. I was talking to him one day, and I said, man, I warned him, don't go down there effing with them Jews without no money. I mean, uh, that's Jesus. funny because it's a drunken old black guy. Power. It's, fun. it's, not, it's just... not anti-Semitic. It's not racist. It's just funny. Well, but you can't do that
4: anymore I remember one point that my daughter said to me is it okay to say Chinese food I was like oh <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah yeah wow she's oh like because God. you're singling it out as Chinese and I'm like mm. well yeah that's it's food that Chinese people
8: <laughs> yeah create <laughs> yeah, <Created. could> <laughs> eat. yeah. yeah. but it's created. to them
4: it's just food but right,
8: right.
0: <laughs> yeah
4: or our food
0: <laughs> but oriental but, you can't say
4: anything. well that's because oriental is a is describing an object or a region like a rug or something. yeah yeah uh, so Oh, oh, so I just thought about that. If if, if, uh, if a if a an Asian person was wearing a hairpiece, <laughs> <laughs> that's an Asian person with an Oriental rug. i was afraid to say it, but uh, it's pretty.
0: Come on, that's
4: not come on, that's quick snaps. <laughs> it is. It's
0: quick. song I can blame it on Kastasia. Yeah, yeah,
5: that, uh, yeah I, like think influence. we'll ever
0: you think we'll ever recover from that? Because right now, most stand up people. Are not really all that funny. I'm talking about the new up and coming. I think the stuff you
4: see on television, but I hear I, I go and see comics at the clubs because I'm going to interview them on the podcast. Right. And, uh right. I go and see a little bit of their acts in the club, and everybody's way anti PC out there. There and they set it up nicely. They really? say thing. Yeah, they say the things like Eric Griffin does, and I love Eric Griffin, and, and he calls a himself an, a self hating. Um, it was something I got into talking to him about. He's called himself a self hating liberal, and I'm like. Well it sounds like you 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 like most of us all go well that would be great if we could do this but it's impossible because you need a law to stop it. Yeah. You know and yeah. that's that it's a it's a weird thing and I th- I found him to be completely brilliant and like he, he, uh, and amazing. You've had him in before? Oh yeah, uh, several He's really good guy. And super talented to the mm-hmm. point where you don't see like he can sing and he has all yeah. the stuff he can do. And I hadn't seen any of that, just the like more monologuing type of things and, uh, and some of his acting, which was very good. Mm-hmm. But to see him go into his woo-woos with his singing and stuff like that, I was like, holy cow. But yeah, but yeah, I, I watch – I think there's a reality. I've heard – I talked to an older school comedian. I'll tell you who it was off the air. But uh, a person I would see considered a genius because I don't want to out this person. I understand. But he said to me that he's like, you know, a lot more comedians are way more libertarian to conservative than you think. Just look at – how they're you know and there's a piece of me that goes too and like i said i'm pretty middle of the road probably closer to libertarian ish like do whatever you want yeah, just don't too. make me pay for it it's just right no you're absolutely thing. right so and i don't mind paying taxes but i pay taxes i'm good but just every time you raise taxes you're raising them on me and i want to know what you know i feel like i look at my taxes and go right. i'm really paying a lot already and um so, uh, but this comedian said a lot more, lot more comedians out there are much more in that, that, that reign, especially fiscally. They're like, hey, do whatever you want, but let's at least be, uh, let's at least worry and care about what we're doing with the money before we just start throwing it everywhere where people are just going yes. to waste it. Now, I see this with kids. Uh, like my kids, the, the, where, when they go to where at school, when we were younger, pretty much most of us—I'm not sure how old everybody is in this room—but uh, when I was a kid, anti-establishment was being more hippie-ish mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and right. saving the environment sure. and all yeah, that right. kind. Of. Well, now that's what's pitched in mainstream yeah. media. Mm-hmm. So anti-establishment is actually kind of conservative or more, even more agree. conservative. Yep. So the kids and they blame it on Russian bots and stuff. I've seen that happen. Right. Like mm-hmm. no. It's they're 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 um, they're fighting back right now. Belling they're at that. That's the rebellion stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're and they're, they re-
3: don't like it because it's what they're being told by like you know Burger King and yeah, all Paramount corporate America's pictures and everything. Corporate America is constantly telling you everybody's right. got yep. uh,
4: Burger King has a rainbow. That, think about that. Thirty years ago. That would not have happened. No. And not that there's something wrong with that happening. Mm -hmm. Just I'm telling you, when corporate America jumps on something, the kids start to look at it and go, well, they're just trying to sell me the same stuff? I don't know what I – and it could be for good reason. But as a 15-year-old kid, a 14-year-old kid, especially a a boy, they – I, and I—the only reason I single it out between the boys and the girls is I see my daughter is—and it, it might be a testosterone issue—but I see my daughter kind of going. She'll question, but she questions it nicely. My son gets mad about it. He's like—he's <laughs> well, yeah, like, he's like Dad, these kids—he's like—he's like these kids are all so stupid. Like it's like—he's like they just well, do whatever people believe. To Uncle Tommy, yeah, no, <laughs>
6: that's he's fifteen.
4: Yeah, he's 50, yeah, but
6: fifteen-year-old boys are a little angry. But
4: though. he's also very. I mean, he's very. He's a critical thinker and a free thinker. He's. He had a class where he said the teacher um, was talking about geography, and uh, the Great Wall of China came up or something like that. And she said, "Walls are never good." And she goes, "I don't want to be political, but walls are never good." And we're never? in Arizona, hmm. and uh, and he said, "But Dad, our houses are made of walls. Uh, <laughs> every house in, in
0: exactly
4: in Arizona." Fence. There aren't fences. There are people build cement brick walls. Is your wife really smart? My wife. Yeah. No
0: what well, who <laughs> you take after?
4: <laughs> so her family just skipped her. There's a lot of... We just had a talk the other day. I'm like, you got to start thinking. <laughs> God. No, I literally... I know somebody
0: won't be listening she said, to this podcast. She said,
4: no, she said, no, she came to me and she goes, why, why do the kids love you so much and they get mad at me all the time? I said, first of all, anytime they say something, I listen to it and don't have an immediate reaction to stop it. I say... Okay, so let's think this through. Like my daughter with her broken elbow that hasn't healed. She wants to get a skateboard. So Ooh. I said, all right, so you want to get a skateboard. Is that a smart idea? And she goes, well, Mom told me I can't have it. I go, I don't care what Mom said. She's going to dislike me for that for a month. <laughs> but why do you want a skateboard? She goes, because I can't do anything that I want to do. All right, all right. so you can't do gymnastics with of the broken elbow. She goes, but I can get on the skateboard. I said, all right, so do you think it's a good idea? She goes, probably not i go well why do you want it she goes because i can't do anything i go well you think about it more and then i had to talk with michelle my wife about uh, you know all this stuff and then I got a text this morning, they're getting a skateboard. So, so, <laughs> so everything just went around me anyway. I'm you didn't but, offer leg around around. but it wasn't me. I wasn't around. saying get the skateboard. I was just saying let's That's think phenomenal. about this first. But I wasn't putting a, the kibosh on it immediately. Right. I was saying, why do you want this? What are you going to do? Do you think you can get hurt more with this? It's all a possibility. And I said, you can't. We have this constant fight. She tells the kids to pick up after themselves, but then she'll leave a plate just sitting around and uh, an empty bottle. I'm like... You cannot tell the kids clean up after yourselves if you're not doing it yourself, because they don't they don't believe you. Right? Mm -hmm. It's the it's the the, where did the kids learn to do drugs? Uh, I learned it from daddy. You know, it's like they see it on TV. You know, they see the dad doing it, and then it's a commercial on TV. But it's all that they live by what you do, not what you say. Right. And if you set a good example, Mm -hmm. and they don't even know they're watching you, but then as they get more critical, as they get older, they start to watch and then use it as ammunition against. You.
0: Not our kids.
8: Okay. Oh I have a three year old and she's already doing that.
4: Yeah. yeah she <laughs> oh, they, and they just learn earlier now. Yeah. It's just that, you know, because they're, they're able to see. So much more stuff in there. Uh, the, the iPads in front of them with family situations and stuff. And then, like well, my kids started watching Disney, and you watch Disney Channel, and it's a kids sa- kids rule the world on Disney Channel, and parents are idiots. Yeah, right. And it's yeah. uh, and it's always the little girl that saves everything. The, oh, little, yeah. the little boy's yeah. usually pretty dumb, but the little girl <laughs> yeah. is smarter than everybody and better than everybody. that's
6: his real life.
4: And, yeah. And, <laughs> and the dad's the big dumb guy, and that's his real life.
0: We will take a break. Be right back. Uh, Frank Caliendo's in studio. And I have a question about being a libertarian or centrist for Frank right after this with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry, This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutrimost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutrimost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me, having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the ultimate wellness and weight loss program powered by Nutrimos, help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutrimos free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from clients submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress is new to most weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details. You gotta have faith. Is that the plan? Frank Caliendo in studio, ladies and gentlemen. So, a question: You just talked about being a centrist, a libertarian.
4: Yeah, I don't yeah, like maybe. the label. I I I, I label myself more as just a, a person that tries to go with logic and every yeah. and sometimes. Emotion gets in there, uh, but I try not yeah. to. Have, I try not to lead with the emotion. I try to think logically, and then uh, have compassion as well. Are so. you
6: finding any logic out in the real world? No, because <laughs> hey, I don't see it. That's <laughs> why I kind of shut down. I've been looking and looking. <laughs> looking. There's none.
0: Now, the reason I ask you that is because I tend to be a centrist. I've been a Democrat in my life. I've been a Republican in my life. Didn't care for either one of them. And, you know, but I have noticed because I. Tend to have. Matter of fact, if I take a, a survey, I show up a little bit left of center, but just a little bit. So, what happens to me is if if I'm talking to a very conservative p- person, they think I'm way left. Mm-hmm. And if I talk to a far left person, they think I'm way right. It's, well, there's no such thing if, okay, as. Okay, go,
4: go to uh, Alabama, yeah. and I am super liberal go to yeah. Los Angeles, yeah, and true. I'm pretty conservative. You're right. Like it's, It yeah. even depends on region. That's why does, our yeah. government is set up, I believe, the way it is, because every region is different, every state mm. is different, even every local municipality yeah. is different, and that's why government at, at the local level, and it's the least important to people, but as pro- including me, I don't look at it as importantly as I should. Yeah. Everybody cares about the national because that's got all the big play on the, all the national right. media. But the right. reality is your local government has more say in your life than the federal government. Absolutely. And in each region, it's totally different. And that can be kind of a backwards bad thing. Cause if you're in maybe the South, there are issues that they're not – they haven't evolved at the level they should. And I think that's where the people who are more about – the you know, the federal government should be more powerful. Look at that and go – and in those terms, I think they have a, a, something that's right about that. There's something on there to be said for that. But then you go in the Midwest, and most of the Midwest, we're all kind of like, yeah, you know, let, let people do what they want. We just – I want to take right. care of myself. And I believe that there are two groups – two main groups of people. There are the people that believe that everything can be taken care of by the group and then you don't have to worry about anything yourself. Mm -hmm. Then there's the group that's like, I'll just take care of myself. And if everybody takes care of themselves, Mm -hmm. then you you never have have to worry about anybody else. Mm -hmm. And both those groups are complete hypocrites because the people who say, I'm going to take care of myself. will have no problem k- taking free stuff at any time uh, cuts on their taxes or, uh, or and not even just cuts on their taxes. But like if uh, th- that wouldn't actually fit in, but if it were free stuff being given to you or whatever, the roads that you're like, well, that's not your individual taking care of it. That's kind of a community thing that happens. But then you watch plenty of people who are about uh, the group, and the group takes care of everybody within it and they get really selfish at times and you know it's the same thing as you see a person who's pitching the environment but on a private jet and like you can't well i would get bothered too much but that's thinking. just yeah, that's just a nuisance that's okay it, everybody else has their version of that in life of you know i want to i've got something but it's i'm going to get bothered and be slowed down just because that's your thing nothing we can do about that
0: no, I agree with you completely. These, these people that get in their limousine to go to the airport to fly to their yacht. Yeah.
4: It's a, <laughs> I mean, Al, a Al Gore would get out oh, yeah. in Arizona yeah. and he'd get out of a, a private jet and get mm-hmm. into a Prius. And yep. that's just i know yeah. it's, it's marketing at that point. It's and marketing. I'm all for I've seen people that I disagree with politically mm-hmm. that might be more on the socialist scale. Even I see them flying coach. I'm like, OK, you believe it more. I I'm, yeah. uh, that might be different than you, but I tell you what: you're 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 not in first class. You could be in first class. I right. know you could be in first class. Right. And you're flying in coach. All right, you're living a little more. At least you live what you're preaching. And when people live what they, that's the thing with religion, right? That people have a problem with religion is the, some of these religious leaders do some terrible things, and they're telling everybody else not to. And uh, I, I I've just been watching. You have you seen this Amazon show, The Boys? No. Oh.
7: No, I've heard no,
5: I to watch it. Watch it. You
4: yeah. guys need to see it. It's just, it's what, what is- if superheroes were corporate? And it's unbelievable. But like they-, they are
5: corporate. Y- y- so.
8: <laughs> I think you might like it, Tom, because it's kind of that non superhero, superhero. Oh,
4: I yeah, do like that. Oh, Shazam. this Shazam. I mean, this. I love Shazam. Oh, this is, but this is like flat out filthy, dirty. The boys. Unbelievable how good it, how, how well it's done. And so for example there's a guy named the Homelander and he might decide to save you or not based on how the marketing is going to play. <laughs> <out>. <laughs>
0: that sounds like I, my Kenny kind of show. Oh, it's it you does.
4: watch it and go and it's a lot of its sports. A lot of it's a play on sports. Oh, yeah. It's a it's kind of an analogy to how sports work. But they got they, they're worried about who they're going to save. Do I save this person or this person? Because this is going to get on Twitter and <laughs> get a lot of likes, and this right. will get me a right. brand wow. deal, that as good. opposed to not saving, uh, you know, not saving this other group who nobody's ever going to find out about or care about. It's just it's and it's based on a comic book and just plain brilliant. It's, it's on Amazon? Uh, yeah, yeah, Amazon uh is it with Amazon Prime? It's it's yeah, yeah. it been on. How long yeah.
6: has
8: it been on? It, oh,
4: it's just been it just been out a couple of, uh, maybe a month or so. Yeah, oh, okay.
8: just like oh, a, got released. Okay. I have it on my we'll watch list, up. so. I'll
4: catch up. Uh-oh. Yeah, I would love to talk about it cuz it's you watch this and you're like, Sounds like this my is an deal. incredible show and the filth they get, it's just <laughs> it is filthy over the top but that's the way the comic was. Yeah. Uh, or is but you watch it and go, man, they're making a lot of great points. There's a there's a lot of, like, so one of the, like the and they'll be the reason I got this was kind of the religious thing. Like one of the people's is like a preacher, a religious preacher, and she mm. puts her arms up to welcome everybody, and wings come up behind, <laughs> her. and it's like it yeah. sells it even more. Yeah,
0: sells it even more. And
4: it's I, I listen, I, it's fantastic.
0: By coincidence, I had this really somber moment today because there was a list that came out of stores that are in danger of... Chains of stores that are in danger of shutting down. Uh, it's Target. It's J.C. JCPenney. It, they're all going to close. I mean, seriously. Really? <clears throat> because nobody shops at stores anymore. They all shop on Amazon. I get some things from Amazon. The reason it would... It really hit home for me because the Dayton's stores—I don't know—were there Dayton's stores in Milwaukee? I
4: don't no, know, but I, I don't think there was that. another. Did they were they the same as Boston store? Maybe no. did they not not that in Carson huh? Perry Scott? No. They, did they have a logo with like three?
0: I think Mm-mm. Carson Perry
6: Scott—they bought Dayton's. They bought Dayton's. that was—I yeah. think that was the first yeah, company that bought right. Dayton's. Okay, and then Macy's bought but, them.
0: But you know, I read this, and, and, and what immediately came to mind was all those stores. As a little boy, you would drive downtown, you know in the car, and you would see all the Christmas decorations mm-hmm. in the windows, and then you would go up to the eighth floor at Dayton's, and it, it was something even poor kids could do. It was really a great thing. Mm-hmm. It didn't cost any money, and now it's just all going to be gone. I know. People are not going to go to stores anymore. They just don't do it. I mean, J.C. Penney is in huge trouble. Macy's, as you know, they just... They shut down how many Macy's? It's unbelievable. I know. Target that, shut down. That makes me stores. sad too
6: because I, I just I'm I'm sort of anti Amazon at this point. I used to just love them. I mean,
8: it's so convenient, so easy. That. I mean, obviously, but I'm just like they're taking over the world. Yeah.
6: Well, they hard? And they're and they're not far. good yeah. people. Yeah. Not
8: good people. I know. It's hard, but it's like you know, if you. I remember I was looking for a mascara. And I went on Amazon, and it was like free two-day shipping, and the mascara was like you know twelve dollars or whatever. And I played, I paid twelve dollars, and then it came to my front door. I even looked to buy it online at Target because they didn't have it at any of the stores near me. And yeah, I have two kids, I have two young kids, so going into a store to buy a tube of a mascara is stupid. Right. It takes. Well, let's be honest. Mascara is stupid. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. But it's like getting out of your car with two kids to buy one thing is like ridiculous. With mm-hmm. and so I was like, oh, maybe I'll buy it online at Target. But it was like five-day shipping that I had to pay an extra six dollars yeah, for. So it ended up being I know twenty dollars for this tube of mask. I'm like, that's r- ridiculous. Yeah, it's but I don't understand why can't her, why can't Target
6: like copy what they're doing? I mean, I know that they've but, got an online because.
4: Amazon's so big, and they've been doing yeah, it so long. Yeah, they have the mu- they have it, the... and they have the deals. You know, the the, yeah. the deals in place for shipping and the and the mm. warehouses everywhere. The, the infrastructure is mean, the there. Postal yeah, right. Exactly. They don't pay, they, make any money. Yeah. And and they were ahead of it. They just were they remember they, they used were, to sell yeah. books. Yeah. Yep. Amazon yep. was where right. you got books. Right. Yeah. But they got the infrastructure and just went all in. They must have you know, I don't know if it's venture capital or just uh, yeah. Yeah. but they went in and got there fast and they just Got so big so fast that nobody else could compete, and that is an issue. I think it's, it is yes. absolutely. It's 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 borderline monopoly at this point. Yeah. But do I don't
6: think... I don't order nearly as much stuff though, and I still at I will, I, will I, constantly,
4: I, yeah. and my wife doubles me because <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. I mean, the other
0: right. thing about that is, is you know, how did these corporations not see that? Like, newspapers are going out of business now because Craigslist
4: buried them. How do you not see that coming? Well... Uh, Listen, uh, Bill Gates didn't see the yeah. internet, yeah. right? That, he didn't see true. music. You know, no, and Steve true. Jobs did, and yeah. Bill Gates had everything. Yep. Bill, Ga- Bill Gates was the em- something. I mean, the reality is, it can get toppled. Something will happen. They'll break it up, yeah. government-wise. This yep, is one of those yep. things where I think I'm. This is why I'm not a full-on libertarian. I'm like, hey, government should step in at some point because I think mm-hmm. that's there's just mm-hmm. too much when it's everything. You can't that's have just one uh, company. I mean, no. it's Google and Amazon—the power—and then Apple between those three. I, I mean, that's that's a three look three-headed monster. I just made that up, but it's kind of a quick snap. Yeah,
0: three-headed monster, <laughs> right there, baby. On three. I just uh, what's his name? Wozniak. Did you ever hear? You know, Steve O from. Yeah. Yes, that's what I was gonna. Whenever I bring up uh, Steve <laughs> O's name, that goes up. Well. Oh my! Yeah. But Steve O was. Did you ever met him? No. He's one of the, what's the name of those guys? Jackass. Jackass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice guy. Very nice guy. Steve-O. So Steve-O is on a show with Steve Wozniak. Minnie
8: Mouse. And he says, God, it's amazing
0: (laughs) that I'm in in studio with you because I have to go get a laptop. And Wozniak said, well, we'll just go to to, to one of our Apple stores and and get you one. He wasn't going to give him one. He was going to sell him one at a reduced price, (laughs) right, which is rather interesting. So Steve O says we walked into the store and I picked out my laptop. We brought it to the counter, and Steve Wozniak says to the guy behind the counter, uh, "Just put this on my account and I'd give him my discount, okay?" And the guy said, "Well, are you a member of Apple, sir?" <laughs> and he said, "Yes." Well, what's your number? Wozniak said, "One." one. <laughs> just How it. great is that? Yeah, isn't that a great story? Yeah. That's funny. Uh, Yes, my member number is one.
3: That's hilarious. Uh,
0: so do you think eventually, God, I hate to see the government stepping in this stuff because they, man, our government's all about making money now. The whole thing is about our politicians yeah, really. making big money. So if they do step in on Amazon and you know, the, well, yeah, the
3: question the, is, are they breaking it up because it's too big, or because they want to be? Right. They want it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well they're not exactly taking taxes
4: right. on it, right? That's their own no, issue. No, that's mostly, their own problem. They're exactly not taking right. enough taxes on it. That they got the th- Amazon wouldn't be as powerful and big if they were fairly taxed like everybody else. But that's we right. we reap the benefits of that too. Don't forget, yeah, we get we all do. the cheap lower stuff, prices, yeah. and yeah. so it, that changes everything. But at at the same time, the. the the balance is off something you know you need a bunch of smart people in a room that are way above my level yeah uh Mm -hmm. and it needs to be public so people know they're talking about it Mm -hmm. and then i would say okay i get it
0: they got a problem right now by the way people should be aware of if you're getting a lot of emails from amazon about how you're you're credit card is expired or your membership might be revoked it's all bs
4: yeah i've been sending those out myself making a lot of money <laughs> you sending way. those to me have you that's the way i've been making money
0: your
6: membership gets revoked on amazon that's the email yeah, yeah. that's the latest scam yes yeah, the latest yeah. scam
0: is is your card expired and we're going to revoke your membership unless mm. you give us your new credit card information
6: oh lovely hmm. i don't know i just uh, what, that's another thing
0: i don't understand why people can be how they can be so comfortable just stealing for a living. I just don't get that. You know, that's your life is to steal from other people. How can you be comfortable doing that?
4: I don't know. I think you can get used to it.
0: <laughs> that's real nice. I got a plan. <laughs> you got a plan for the future. I suppose. Are you are you heading out this afternoon?
4: Yeah, I got to get to the airport.
0: I was going to say yeah, I got to get... get you out of here, man. Yeah unbelievable seeing you again. as always it's so nice of you to stay. and by the way frank did not have to stay in town he could have left town last night but he stayed around to be on a morning show and on this show and and probably do a bunch of other things but
4: no this is it just you know, just it's, these it's two it's things amazing yeah, to I'll see you again a, as always and try to find uh, my podcast uh frankpods.com frankpods.com Ooh, get com uh, gets you there
6: shameless plug
0: yeah, are you on uh, are known. you on all the <laughs> podcast sites
4: uh i don't i just thought that the apple and google right now i'm not everywhere yet i don't think i might be on some I other i think places.
6: that's what you need to be on yeah yeah, yeah. Those are the
4: main, yeah. yeah. Well, i've still yeah. been developing it and i'm moving some stuff around and consolidating some different podcasts yeah, into, yeah, into me, yeah. one so uh <clears throat> but th- it's been starting to pick up as we've been getting guests so sure. that's that's that I, I don't know if you'd find it that way you've got an audience to start with too but In the podcast world, the more you go on other people's podcasts and have them come on yours, it's like could you imagine that in morning radio? Morning radio shows (laughs) going on other morning radio shows twenty years ago, never. But now podcasts, because people can listen at any time, they choose when they. You know, it's it's just about getting out there, and people are people are more apt to do it so mm-hmm. i try to get in the flow and be like a regular comedian instead of an idiot comedian it was not on any podcast instead of an idiot comedian, i've never an idiot i've been out of it so all right <laughs> all i right, thank man. you i gotta catch that plane. Thanks
0: that's gonna do it we'll talk to you on monday with the family <laughs>